0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In all my years grown up Lutheran, I've only ever heard of two prophets that have had nicknames that stuck. First was Ezekiel, and he's known as the Valley Prophet, or as I learned him earlier in life, the Valley Girl Prophet. Because everything is like something else, right? It is like a wheel in the, in the in the middle of a wheel. So, the second was Jeremiah, and with Jeremiah we see a pattern. It's a pattern that's that's similar in Old Testament prophets, uh, the pattern of commission, objection, and reassurance. If you think back to Ezekiel, or Moses even, we we see that Jeremiah's pattern fits with these would-be prophets interacting with a call from God. In verse 18, a little after today's reading, God calls Jeremiah an iron pillar. He promises him that he will be an iron pillar. So Jeremiah is our iron prophet and as some of my fellow geeks out there are probably spinning with visions of Iron Man and the prophet Jeremiah in their head, Jeremiah has a hard message to deliver to break a people whose hearts have been hardened by sin. Jeremiah is the longest message, even from the prophet Isaiah, he is the longest message of rebuke in particular that's laced with repentance and restoration. This iron prophet, he'd have to endure cruelty from his own people, and God would enable him to stand through it. But he didn't start out so rock solid. He didn't start out so chiseled. He started out as this young guy who wasn't confident he could do the job. He, he, he was started out as a, as a young guy who had no clue what to say, admittedly. So how do we go from dumbfounded to mouthful? How do we go from this this inept youth who becomes a prophet? The word of Yahweh came to me. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. As a prophet to the nations, I appointed you. Uh, Yahweh God, I said, "I, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. Don't say, I'm too young. To whomever I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you. Did you catch that? Promise and providence. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Promise. The Lord reached and touched his mouth. See, I place my words in your mouth. Providence. God follows with yet another promise. I will be with you. Jeremiah will need that promise. He'll need that providence. He'll need that presence of Yahweh God with him. For the harsh rebuke that he's about to bring to his fellow Israelites, this judgment from God, it's hard. And his message is met with a harsh response. Yet in that rebuke, in that harshness, is a call to repentance and which highlights a pattern for repentance. For this, uh, this repentance is an ongoing cycle with God's people. You know it all too well. God provides. We rebel. God calls to repentance. We repent. God promises restoration. As a general example from my life or from my morning, God provides for a need, something I need, right? I don't necessarily like what he provides or how he provides it. I rebel against his providence. God calls me to repentance. God calls me to repentance. Repentance. And he calls me to repentance. And he calls me to repentance. And by the power of the Spirit, I repent. And God promises, he reminds, he redirects me to a restoration hope. The restoration hope of Israel, of all of God's people, is Jesus. Jesus. The restoration hope is real in Jesus. The restoration hope begins in Jesus. The restoration hope is complete in Jesus. Israel is larger than bloodlines and borders, but all the people of God who, though sinful, are brought back into repentance and restoration in Jesus. Jesus who obeyed when we could not, when all of Israel could not, who died in our place, who rose again victorious over sin and death, guaranteeing new life and restoration hope to all who believe. We confess this real hope in our moments of worship. We confess this real hope in our creed. We are called and equipped by the Spirit to trust in this real hope. The promise and providence that God gives Jeremiah to begin his mission, his his prophetic ministry. Promise and providence that God gives Israel to endure his rebuke that doesn't last forever is the very same promise, the very same providence that is ours in Jesus and is complete in Jesus. The word of God that comes to us at times is a harsh rebuke, but it also comes with the call to repentance and restoration hope. The rebuke that's coming ultimately is judgment. The call and pattern of repentance now takes place under the cross. And from an empty tomb and an ascended savior, we wait. We wait for Jesus to return, to complete this long-hoped-for restoration. May God grow faithfulness as we wait and serve with all Israel for the restoration revealed only in Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.